Dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. Don't miss our live show on Thursdays, but for now, you've got us on sloppy seconds with our podcast with the Grimdark Gang. It's time once again for Grimdark Live. Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf from the Warhammer worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and as always, my co-host, Steve. What do you hear? What do you say, bud? Well, here we are in week four of Nurgle's Rot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I feel like I'm, uh, I feel like I'm just, like, stuck in this, in this weird version of, like, a, like, like a, like a prison movie meets a Groundhog's Day, you know, almost like the zombie version of Groundhog's Day. But you know, the nice thing about this is that there is not one person that's going to be able to say, oh, gee, I didn't have enough time to finish that project. You know, it's funny that you're absolutely right. And I'm going to kind of touch on that with a closing thought here towards the end of the show. Um, but yeah, that, that, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of, uh, but you know what, though? I'm sure that folks will, will some of them out there will, will have gotten their stuff done. They'll have gotten those armies painted. They've, they've, they've planned out for a better way to play the game and better be, you know, maybe even be a better person in the community. But um I imagine there's still some other people that you know what they're gonna they're gonna dig up an excuse somewhere. That's for sure. Well, I think this thing is probably gonna ride about another three four weeks here. So uh, that's that's almost seven eight weeks of hobby time that you could have been doing something. So come on, folks, let's get it done. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very very true. That's absolutely very true. But yeah, we uh we got a good show ahead of us, man. I know with uh, with the quarantine, sure it's kind of hard to believe, but we actually got some pretty hardy topics we're gonna be talking about. We got a lot in the news. Oh, yeah. We got a lot in the news. We're we're gonna be, of course, we're right back. We did. Here we are. We're pulled right back into it, Steve. We got the rumor engine. We're right back with that again. Um, and we got some games workshop in the news. We got to talk about that. And we got the solo uh, Warhammer Trogoth thing that you're gonna be touching on, right? Absolutely. Your trolls, man. They're gonna be getting some love. And we also got. We're gonna be touching on the Warhammer reveals on Twitch that that happened this past Saturday. We're gonna be talking about that. We had some. I thought this this reveal this past Saturday was a lot better, don't you? Oh, yeah, I, I think it was a little bit better. But what's nice is that this thing, I guess, is going to stretch out for another three, four weeks or something. The reveals, yeah, because there's another one exactly. coming on the 18th. Now, not this week, but right. I believe next week, Saturday, is when they start up again. So we may actually end up seeing some of these giants and stuff. In, in the next couple of weeks here, hopefully. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think I think we're going, we're going well, well, we'll see. I mean, I think there's a lot to, and we're going to be getting into that, speaking of speaking of which. That's a big topic. See what I did there, Steve? See what yeah, I did there? Yeah, that was great. Move on. Um, yeah, the Sons of Behemoth. We're going to be talking about that. And, of course, you know, folks, that, that was part of the reveals. But we're going to be kind of mentioning that. But that's really going to be the meat and potatoes of the big, uh, the big part of the topic uh, of the show. Because, believe it or not, uh, the Sons of Behemoth have been talked about all the way, you know, really since the beginning of Age of Sigmar with, with the God Beast book, you know, and of course, uh, if you look yeah, at the... Yeah, they had a battalion. Yeah, and I don't know if many of the younger gamers remember this, but when Age of Sigmar first came out, they came out with these faction books. And there's actually a part in the Destruction faction book that mentions, you know, the whole Sons of Behemoth and, and all that. So I think there's uh, there's going to be quite a bit to talk about. So, um, 
good stuff ahead. But yeah, uh, and then of course, also in the news, we got some announcements uh, from uh, from Grimdark Live. So some pretty uh, pretty cool stuff. So let's get into it. And as always, we got the question of the day and the closing thought towards the end of the show. Hey, you Grimdark goons! Thank you all so much for listening to our Grimdark Live podcast. If you're new to the Grimdark Live experience or new to our podcast and like what you hear, please follow this podcast and pass us along to your friends. Let us know what you think about Grimdark Live in the show's comment sections, and let us know just how we're doing. Also, don't forget to catch us live on Thursdays. And if that isn't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. That's grimdarklive.com. Anyway, thanks for listening, following, and just being awesome. We, uh, we probably should get rolling right into the uh, right into the news, I would think. Um, now, if you don't mind, I, I want to have just a few moments of your time. Absolutely. Hit it. Do it. Okay. Uh, the first thing I want to do before we even get the show rolling is I want to send a special shout out to every single first responder, all of our truckers, and all of our service industry workers that are out there right now helping to keep this country moving and help helping to keep this country hope stay open. You know, a lot of the times people, you know, they don't even think about the cashier when they go to the Jewel or they go to one of the other grocery stores. And when you think about it, those people are putting themselves at, in harm's way every single day so that we can keep bread and groceries on the table. And as far as truckers go, you know, just remember, folks, you know, if you bought it, a trucker brought it. So show some respect to those people. And, you know, if you know someone that's a trucker or you know someone that's in the service industry out there, we just want to let you know here at Grimdark Live that, you know, you're the backbone of America. And we couldn't be, we couldn't survive as a country without you right now. So I want to send out a special thanks to all of our truckers, first responders, and all of our food industry service workers that are keeping this country moving. Yeah, you know, I, I guess, uh, yeah, that, that's, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, those people are oftentimes uh, uh, the, the, the unsung heroes, man. And, and generally when times are good, they're the ones with the thankless jobs. You know, now that every, right. now it, it seems like everybody's thankful for them, you know. Yep. Um, you, you don't realize just how important that, uh, that, that cashier at, at the grocery store is or you know, how important, um, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the truck driver that's, that's, you know, bringing your mail, the, the mailman, bringing you know? your groceries. Yeah. Or, you know, somebody like that. So yeah, you know, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I do want to take a self, a side, uh, a comment too, you know, the last couple of shows, uh, we've had some great comments, um, you know, on, on, on the YouTube channel and I particularly like this last one. Now, now you, you tell the story better than I do, Steve. Uh, the, the the guy that you actually like, you were conversing in German with, which was kind of cool. We have, we have a listener. <laughs> we have a listener that is that is. Did he say he was from Germany? He was uh, from Germany, but apparently he is working in Japan. Yeah, I got. You want to talk about a change of cultures? Well, yeah, I got to tell you, um, I didn't even know Japanese people ate sauerkraut. First of all, that was stop. What are you talking about? I've just it's a cultural thing, right? Anyway, no. In, in all seriousness, um, I, I what amazes me the most is a goofy little show like this can um, can touch so many people around the world, uh, and it's 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 really it's really neat. It, it, it fascinates me to no end. Um, so, 
Just well, kinda... it just goes to show that we truly are a global community. You know, That's right. It's not just a community limited to England and Australia and America. This is truly a global community. And you'd be surprised at some of the countries where you would see Warhammer games being played. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I, it's funny because... Um, it's truly a worldwide phenomenon. Phenomenon. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, phenomenon. Dun, 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 dun. Right? Okay, sorry. Oh Lord! It just—it just completely, you know. It, it just took me on that one, man. It, it just threw took me you on off that track. One. I know. It—it it did. All right. So, so you, are you ready to get started now and get a little serious yeah, and actually have going. a show? All right. Let's we're roll. we're gonna get rolling. Here we are, folks. We are back with the damn rumor engine again. Um, you know, just just when I thought we were done with this, it keeps pulling us back in. But here it is. Uh, starting off the news, uh, right at the top here, we got the rumor engine. And, and my guess, um, for anybody that can see the rumor engine, of course, you know, you folks are going to be joining us later on the podcast. Uh, you won't get this, but, you know, go to Warhammer Community, look up the rumor engine. You'll see what we're talking about here. But looking at this thing right now, my guess is that it's, uh, this one looks like maybe the maybe the back or the side of, uh, of maybe uh, one of the new giants that are coming out. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought, especially because of the large... Um, almost the, the large skull on the on the tunic there that almost serves as like armor right right yeah that's my guess i, think I mean something for the giants when i look at this thing a little bit more though it, it does it, maybe it's maybe it looks too small for an actual giant's back i mean well muscle. we don't know what proportion it is but I that's mean, true too yeah i mean know. but i'm also looking at how the ropes are connected uh looks a little unusual to me you can kind of see the ropes around it i'm yeah, but those um, ropes would be proportionate to a giant if a giant was the one who who you know sewed the tunic and you know or created right. it. So right. I don't know. I think it's a giant. I think it has something to do with the giants. Yeah, I'm looking also too. It's got flat edges kind of on the top, and it looks like maybe a, a and piece it's of stone rounded on the side. Could be yeah. a banner. Could be a banner or a shield. Maybe could be. Yeah, could be something. It doesn't look like anything though for any of the factions that we currently are waiting for i mean i think the only like uh books that we're waiting for besides i mean well i guess there's three left i would say get mob grots are probably a book that's still maybe possibly going to come out vampires definitely and then of course malarian's army you know the dark elves oh but yeah other right than that i can't see really what else it would be for um you know it's funny this this looks this doesn't look very dark elf to me. I'm looking at the the no, skull or whatever that is, or the it's too um, the beast skull too primal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, interesting though. You know what? I, I it 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 fascinates me. Uh, you know these 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 rumor engines. I think they do a great job, and it, it does. It keeps you interested and keeps you enticed. They, they definitely do a good job with that for sure. Yeah. Um, it it was a um, it was definitely something that drew my attention. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Um, moving on with the uh, with the news, we got uh, we got we got Games Workshop uh, in the news. It looks like um, that GW is apparently uh, uh, their whole website and everything is 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 not down right now, but it appears that uh, with GW stores being closed down due to the COVID nineteen, uh, their web store purchases has temporarily uh, shut down. I guess the best yeah, way they're to... closed until further notice is what they've been is what they've been saying, I guess. Right. Right. And so uh, I guess they're offering uh, virtual vouchers uh, mm-hmm. where they're, they're offering, I guess, a $10 bonus for every hundred you spend or something like that. So that's, um, that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Um, they used to do something similar to this years ago where um, it was called the skulls program. 
And every time you bought like $50 worth of product, you'd get one of the skulls uh, like stamped on your little card that you would have. Oh, sure. And when you got to like 10 of them, you could, I mean, there was some really great stuff. Like you could get a small size carrying case, which is what I always used to get. And uh, for free, I mean, you just, just turn it in and then they, they just send it in and they would send it to you for free. It was almost like the old Marlboro points. Yeah. I mean, honestly, (laughs) it was a great program and they never should have gotten rid of it. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny. I never thought I'd live to see the day where GW actually gave a discount, but here it is. Well, we're in uncertain times here. I mean, I think they understand that this is now, I mean, by the time this thing is through folks, we're going to be looking at almost a month and a half of a business being completely shut down. Right. And I don't think people, I mean, you know, you being a business owner, you understand that when revenue's not coming in the door, you know, when, when you can't, when you can't pay those bills and you can't pay those employees, I mean, GW is in a bad spot right now as, as most of the world is. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone seems to kind of be in the same, the same situation for sure. And and like I said, it's, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not good. And you know what, but, but we, uh, we got to persevere, man. What's, what other, what other choice we have? Well, we're going to persevere. We're going to come back and the hobby's going to come back stronger than ever. And like I said last week in the closing thoughts, you know, uh, we're going to appreciate the people that we game with a whole lot more once right. this thing is over. Right. Because if anything, this thing has taught us a lesson of how fast our hobby can disappear. No, that's very true. And you've been saying that the last couple of shows too. Yep. You know, you, you, you definitely mentioned that, but you know, you know, uh, moving on, we've still had an opportunity to, uh, to continue to play, uh, this hobby. And that's through this, uh, the solo Trogoth Slayers campaign. Steve, what the hell is this all about, man? This is, this is, they're, they're, this, this is, is all, GW this is dealing with your damn, uh, Trogoths here. Yeah. I mean, this is GW stepping up and, you know, becoming a high class gaming company now that they're dealing with the trolls. Because, here we go, folks. Put you your know, boots on. Understand. About to get thick what, in what here. What are you talking about? What? What's wrong? And keep, please continue. <laughs> GW came out with this really cool solo campaign that you could play, you know, you could play totally alone uh, or with, you know, your brother, sister. I mean, you know, it depends on whoever's in the house with you, but it's called quest to slay the Trogoth King. Now I personally believe it should have been, you know, the, the, the quest of shroom knows the cavern King, but that's, you know, I digress. So yeah, that's for you, Rob. Uh, yeah. Quest to slay Rob the just Trogoth went off the road King. right now. Yeah, exactly. He's probably laughing right now that or screaming at the radio uh it's basically three scenarios that you have to go through and the everything that you need to play the game it tells you what models you have to use and what or what models you can use now what's convenient for anyone who's playing gloom spite gets is that we already have most of those models the first scenario is a battle plan called the treasure of strangleweed swamp and then it progresses to the clash at Black Rock Pass, which where you're eventually working your way towards the lair of the Troll King. And then the final scenario is where you're actually down in, you know, down in the caverns. And it's called the Wrath of the Trogoth King. And it's very simple. You basically have to kill the Trogoth King to win the game. And the Trogoth army whoever you know who's ever playing the trolls whether you're playing against yourself or whether you know you're have you have an opponent but the wrath of the trogoth king the trolls have to obviously wipe out the entire invading army in other words they have to kill you off so it's very simple 
It's a very basic little solo campaign, but it, it's really fun. I looked at the scenarios. I'm not going to bore anybody with details. You can go on the GW website and look at the community page. It's up there. But uh, it's it's a fun campaign, and I think it was meant to be that way. It's not something that, you know, you could do it in a day, but, like, if you are lucky enough to maybe have a buddy come over that, you know, you're both healthy, hopefully, you know, you could you could spend a night and you could play through this scenario and it looks like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to tell you that this takes the whole topic of playing with yourself to a whole new level. Will you stop? What do you mean? If I if I told like my mother I was down oh, in the basement playing with shroom nose, she'd on? put me in therapy. Good lord, move on. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do just that. But yeah, you know, I, I love the fact that they're that they're coming out with these kind of. Uh, independent or or i guess individual campaigns or, or whatever the phrase is because well think... years ago they used to have these if you were if i mean i, I know you don't remember because you weren't around during fifth edition but back in fifth edition they actually had these box sets that were actual campaigns and and they'd have everything in there that you need they'd have little uh cardboard cutout terrain that you could use i mean they had a lot of cool stuff and i'm yeah. glad that they did this it's kind of like an ode to their um you know to their past because you this know, is the kind of stuff they used to do i see them i mean I, i'm not going to touch on the whole you know uh, square base thing again that they're going to be coming out with but I see, I see gw doing this quite often where they're kind of touching uh back onto their past again i mean and and, and you and i kind of briefly talked about this and folks were taking the left turn at albuquerque here but you know we kind of talked about you know is the the cities of sigmar is that army in that book is, could that possibly be you know the the the, the new version of um of uh what was it the uh the 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 mixed armies back in the day in the sixth edition oh, dogs of war dogs of war thank you yeah i couldn't i i drew a blank there for a second you know it, it's funny i see them i see them pulling a lot of old things like that out and i think it's cool that they did this i'd never actually heard of this before um and i, I think that the individual scenario thing was actually kind of cool you know did you have you played this yet or have you just kind of looked it no, over no i'm going but i guarantee you i'm going to i'm, I'm going to give it a try this weekend probably sometime <laughs> uh but I mean, I have the models. I mean, I have everything, and I'll just use my daughters as you know my you know as my opposing army. Right, right. Well, very cool. Well, moving on, man. In the news, we got uh, the Warhammer reveals uh, that happened on Twitch this past Saturday, the fourth. Yeah. And uh, as you heard us talk about at the at the top of the show, uh, there's actually going to be an additional reveal that's happening um on the 18th so not this saturday but the following saturday there's going to be another one but uh the first thing that i'm going to touch on and of course i'm not going to go necessarily in order here is uh we got blood bowl treeman um this kind of cracks me up when i first saw this i actually joined the 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 the, the telecast for this thing on twitch um did you see the squirrel up in the tree get ready well, you know what's funny is yeah the halflings all have squirrels like sitting on their heads like the actual the actual team itself so (laughs) Uh, when I first saw this, though, I thought these were like the old treemen from back in the day, you know, that they were bringing back out, you know, the, you know, for, the for more like classic treemen. Yeah. 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 Which, you know, again, talking about hearkening back, you know, this is kind of what this 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 does seem it's a great model. Well, they're great models. Absolutely. They're great models. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see this being in like, a, you know, like a living city, you know, cities of Sigmar army oh, or something like that. that. You'll see that in the Sylvaneth army. I mm-hmm. guarantee it. Someone's yeah. going to use that as like their treemen ancient or they're going to use it as their. uh um, their spirit of Durthu. I guarantee it. You're right. going to see that on a table. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was kind of cool, you know, and plus I, I've always had this inspiration. I don't know what it is or why, but I've always had this inspiration to do an entire cities of Sigmar army, like free guild army, but use the, uh, the halflings from blood. Bowl. Well, 
now let me throw this. I've actually seen it done. So I'm actually kind of copying somebody that's already done that, but let, let me throw this at you. Don't you think that would be a cool age of Sigmar army to bring back the halflings? Oh, I would love that. I would totally play that. I, it, it would I be... guarantee you if they did it, it would be one of the most popular order armies that you'd ever seen. It would be the entire short pants army right there on the table. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I, I honestly, you know, you were going to go. There. I love that. You see, when I first get, when I first got into the hobby, they were phasing that army out, as a matter of fact. And yeah, that was the end of fifth edition into sixth. Yeah. And I remember when I first saw that, I thought the, the whole hot pot catapult and all that kind of stuff, I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was in, but then they were like, oh, you can't play it anymore. Uh, but that's okay. You know, I found novelers and the world was right again. Well, you have so. to be creative about it too. I mean, like I guarantee you someone like Randy, who's got every model known to man, uh, if he's going to come in, if he's going to play uh, a cities of Sigmar list, you could always bring in a halfling hot pot and just say, okay, it's a, you know, whatever. It's the rocket launcher or it's the, you know, the volley gun. Who's going to care? I mean, right. honestly, unless you're in a tournament, I could see maybe having a problem with it if you're in a tournament. But if you're just playing with your, you know, your buddies, you know that, I mean, everyone would love to see those models on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I you know what? And I've always thought about how to do that. Now there was a, I think it was uh, one of the, one of the GW, um, artists i think i think it was chris peach who does most of the conversions you know that you see in the white dwarf for for gw and i could be wrong on that i'm, I'm trying to go off memory here but you know somewhere between all the the bong resin and beer hops i don't know if my brain's working really well anymore but um he did a uh a halflings army that was that was kind of converted from the free guard and uh i, I really thought it was just really oh, wouldn't well you love to see it seriously oh. wouldn't you love to see that on a table as like a city's army absolutely i would that would be that'd be great i mean I, i'm sure there's some guys in our group that could definitely do that for sure a public service announcement brought to you by frag factory 3d printing many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, Get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. Now, back to the show. But that wasn't the only reveal we had, Steve. We we actually... And, and folks, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, say anything negative or, you know, anything like that again, but we, we did get this, uh, the Lumineth were back in the news again. Oh, as I should be. to say negative about that Lumineth box set. No, they, that they, box set is a steal. Yeah. Uh, it, 
Go ahead. Gorgeous, gorgeous artwork on the cover of it. And uh, you're really getting a lot inside that box. You know what? A big chunk. I like the idea that they're actually putting the book inside of there again. Yeah. The limited edition book. Well, I mean, that or just a regular codex would be good, too. But, yeah, it looks like in the in the box set, Steve, uh, folks are going to be getting the codex, the dice, the templates, the cards, the tokens. Um, dice but, are nice. I love the dice. Love you the you dice. are, you are cool. a dice-aholic, man. I do have to give you that, my friend. Oh, yeah, I love dice. I love the, the Warhammer dice. You know, you, you, you would have probably made a great gambler in Vegas. <laughs> hey, I do pretty good at the roulette table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the funny thing is, though, on this box set, um, the box is going to be released before the rest of the range, yes, according to like what the they said. Yes, of battle. Yeah. So from what we understand from the reveal, though, the, the cavalry and the lancers are going to be a multi-part kit with, with, I guess, lots of flexibility. So what you see in there is you're either going to be able to build them with the bows or with the lances. So... Um, there's, there's some, there's some things in there that, uh, that you're going to be able to do, but you know, it's funny. Um, I go back and forth with, with, and here we go again, Steve, we're going to talk about GW hearkening back to what they did in the past. You know, this new ability that they were, that they spoke about, uh, on the Twitch release, uh, for these guys, this is the lightning reaction. You know, this, this harkens back to always strikes first, right? I mean, in in a way, even though that's not necessarily what they're doing, but the, the ability to be able to attack twice in the same round is, yep. is it might as well be always strikes first you know that, that, that well, the elves used to get just think i mean i was certainly thinking of all of the wicked kind of combos you could use with that like you could charge in with you know your your spearmen and then you could hit with the spirit of eltharian i mean there's so many different combos that you could use with that ability it's going to be a powerful ability it I guarantee you those guys in our community they're going to be playing the Lumineth. Uh they're they're going to make us they're going to make us pay for everything we've said, trust me. Oh, well, you know what? And and the funny thing is and and, and so we should. You know, and here's the thing. It's not that I don't hope that the army is is dog crap. Oh, not I'm not saying that. No. I just in my in my spoiled ways. Yeah. It's just not for me. I you know what I wanted? I wanted my Tolkien elves back. I yes. wanted that, you know. And, and you and, may still get them with Tyrion. I hope we do. I, I hope we do because honestly, in my mind, and maybe it's just because I'm just an old curmudgeon. Uh, that's right. I, I think the models are beautiful. It's just not my cup of tea. It's not my taste. And that's uh, okay. And like I said, I, I got a little bit of a grudge that they ruined Altharia and the Grim. You know, I'm still looking around for his now Griffin. See, I that is the one model that I thought they got perfect. I love the idea that the spirit, that the armor has the spirit of Eltharian in it. I thought that was their most creative model in that entire line. Yeah, I, 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 I guess for me, I, I'm a big, I, I read all the books and I kind of soak all that knowledge up. Um, you know, like for instance, one of my favorite storylines is the War of the Beards. You know, you know, starting with the Great Portrayal, the Master of Dragons. You know, the the, the Curse of the of uh, the, the Phoenix Crown, and you go through all that story arc, and then of course that's when you start. So it's the stories later that you start learning about, you know, Altharia and the Grim, and you know what he went through, and and you you get attached to these characters. And he was actually, um, I would say, between him and the, the the Shadow King were some of the most pivotal characters in in the literature of the High Elves back in the day. And when you take a character like that and they just kind of diminish him to just kind of like, uh, you know, a, a fart in a suit of armor, I don't know. Uh, it kind of bothers me a little bit. Like, I, I wanted him to some yeah, extent... See, I don't see him as being diminished. I think that... I think what that armor shows 
is that Eltharian spirit will endure even in death. Like even in death, his spirit will not will not perish. From okay, so so I'm going to ask you a, a side shot question here. So did you prefer the Jedi ghost of Obi Wan Kenobi or Obi Wan Kenobi? Well, they're not comparable because this armor is material. It can actually assault you. It can actually affect you. In other words, it can come after you and hurt you. Yeah. Uh, it's not a ghost. It, it's it's armor that's been infused with the spirit of this ancient elven warrior. So yeah. to yeah. me, to me, I think it's like I said. I thought that was their most creative model out of that whole product line. Ah, uh, you know, we we may have to agree to disagree on that one, yeah, man. I yeah, uh, probably like, but, but but going back to the original point here, you know, I, I think I, I I like the fact that they're attempting to come out with some version of the high elves that was before, and I'd like to see the army successful. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, uh, but uh, I, I hope oh, it yeah. is. You never want to see an army fail. Ever. Never, no. And you you said it best in the last show, right? I mean. You know, you, you know, you, where if an army fails and it's it's less people playing in the community or less diversity in the right. community or however you put it, I'm gonna I'm gonna botch what you said, but close to that. Well, it's also the failed vision of an artist, and I know that sounds kind of fancy schmancy, but you know, there is there are people out there that spent countless hours working on this army and working on this book, and I'm not oh, yeah. so selfish and arrogant to believe that just because I don't like something that it has to be a bad army. I think it's going to be actually a very good army, and I think it's going to be a very surprisingly good army with that lightning response rule. Yeah, I, I think I think I think they have to do that. But you know, my question with that is just you know, again, not not to keep you know not to keep henpecking this thing to death. But my my whole point with that is is you know back in the day when the high elves had always strikes first. Um, you know, sometimes it would mix in with the great weapon rule where it canceled each other out. And usually the units that like the spearmen that, that could have always strikes first, it was kind of like a feather fisted punch. So I, I, I'm curious as to see what units are going to get this lightning reaction rule and, you know, how that's going to be utilized. You know, is, is, is it going to be a unit that's only fours by fours with no rend damage one, you know, a big deal, you know, or is it going to be something that's going to have a little, have well, a little kick? Well, I'm already thinking of like situations where let's say I, put itchy nuisance on one of the uh two elven units that are in combat elven the itchy nuisance clearly states that that unit strikes last in the combat phase right so how is that going to work with the lightning response so um yeah there's going to be the faq in my opinion is going to be out very quickly for this book because there are going to be a lot of questions that people are going to, with that rule, with that particular rule, there's going to be a lot of questions asked. Yeah. You know, and, 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 um, but we'll see, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. And and that's the one thing we definitely will see. That's for dang sure. Uh, but moving on, and, I, and and folks, we're going to be touching on this next topic here uh, later in the show. It's going to be our main topic, and, and that's going to be the reveal uh, that was talked about was the Sons of Behemoth. Now, um, this is the one that we've been talking about for a long time. I mean, gosh, oh, I, remember, yeah. I remember the early days of Grimdark Live. We were talking about this because we were looking through the God Beast book, and we were referring to it. And even, even back then, they, they had a battalion that you could put you know, um, five giants together. Of course, this is back when points didn't matter. You, yeah, know, you, could, you could never do it now, army. but... This is an army that Orc and Goblin players from back in 5th edition have been dreaming about for 25 years. Yeah. yeah. That's what this book is. This, right. this is the answer to a prayer from 25 years worth of gaming. 
<laughs> well, you know what? And we are going to be talking about this. We got a lot to talk about with this uh, with this oh, topic, yeah. um, you know, coming up because I, I think I think there's a lot to be discussed with this. And of course, we're going to really be diving into the Sons of Behemoth. But also, uh, I want to make an announcement. We've got um, we got Monster Mondays are, are back now uh, by Grimdark Live. You know, we've uh, we've cleaned up some of the older videos and rearranged them. And, and, and we have a new one coming out this Monday, as a matter of fact. Uh, so you the can new expect and improved Monster Mondays. It, they are new and improved Monster Mondays, yes, and you can expect the Monster Mondays every Monday at about man, you know, let's call it between six thirty and eight, you know, depending on when we can get them pushed out. Uh, but we're going to shoot for six thirty Central Standard Time uh, for the Monster Mondays, and this is just a, a show where a little added tidbit, and we like to kind of. Uh, give you guys something to listen to where we talk about a monster in the Warhammer worlds. And if you guys have a uh, particular monster that you would like to have us uh, research and talk about, you know, we parallel it from maybe some inspiration from mythology or even, you know, the real world. Uh, we, we generally try to tie that into our research of whatever monster you guys want us to get into. So if there's anything you want us to do, check out our, our most recent one that we just reposted. Uh, it was on the Jabberslythe, one of my personal favorite, favorite monsters. And I would have to say, Pound for pound, probably the best monster in the game is the Jabberslythe, really. Um, but that's, hey. Yeah, you really do love that thing, don't you? I have three of them. They're named Hansel, Gretel, and Augustus. <laughs> Why Augustus? Why not? That's that's their kid. That's their son. You know what I mean? That's, it's, oh, that's... oh, they have a kid. Are you saying they're not allowed to have a family, Steve? What's the well, matter? Wait a minute. Hansel and Gretel were brother and sister, so you're trying to say this kid's an inbred... Well, you know, it's it's a certain family dynamic there that I don't really think we should get into here on the show. You know, you're over there playing with your shroom nose all by yourself. <laughs> hey, hey, don't hate on the shroom nose. He just got his own campaign. What That's, did, what did the what did the Jabberslifes have? Uh, be careful, you'll go blind with Harry Palms with that. <laughs> all right, rolling on, rolling on. Some more stuff with uh, with with Grimdark Live announcements. Uh, we've got. Um, we got Armed Forces Day, and yes, folks, the uh, the plan for Armed Forces Day is that it's still going to uh, continue. Um, this is going to be our third year uh, for the 100% charity to support our active duty troops. Armed Forces Day tournament will be held May 16th and 17th, and you can head over to GrimdarkLive.com to check out the information on this tournament. Uh, Armed Forces Day 2020 will be a two-day event, uh, Age of Sigmar event, where each player will bring 2,000 points of an army comprised of the most recent General's Handbook in the AOS rule set. This event is going to be a 1v1 five-game two-day tournament to provide donations to our active duty troops while celebrating Armed Forces Day, a national holiday to honor those active duty troops. We're also going to be supporting the Montfort Point Marine Association Chapter 2. Uh, there will also be a separate raffle uh, during the tournament to support this historic Southside Chicago Montfort Point Marine Chapter. You know, after a half a century of being home to the first African-American Marines who settled in Chicago after the war in 1946, the chapter does face some looming debt with a potential for closure. So uh, we did help them out uh, in the past, and we're going to continue doing that uh, through this one. And, of course, Armed Forces Day 3 uh, wouldn't be possible without our supporters at um, at GameStorm Gaming, uh, Frag Factory, 3D Printing, and uh, Ministop.com, and uh, also uh, Six Squared Studios. Uh, we are also working with some other folks to um, uh, to 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 jump into the uh, prize support realm. So we are definitely working towards that, uh, and we'll have more information. And of course, folks, I know that we're all kind of in uncharted territories right now. 
Um, and we are, we are working, uh, we're working as hard as an ugly stripper to, um, make sure that this tournament goes off regardless of the current, uh, COVID-19 situation. Of course, you know, hopefully by that time, by the time, you know, the, the quarantine in some areas is over with, uh, the tournament kicks off, we're in a good position to where, um, you know, people feel safe. And of course we're taking all those things into consideration and we will have more definitive answers for you as, as the next week approaches, most likely by next Thursday's show will have an official announcement announcement with a guarantee if the tournament is going to be continuing or if it's going to be pushed back. Um, but more information to come on that. But as of right now, you can feel free to sign up. Uh, and uh, if anything changes, you'll either have a, a, a refund or the opportunity to uh, to to keep your money tied in and, and you can head to the, the, the rescheduled one. So more information on that as far as Armed Forces Day is um, is concerned. Sounds good. That's it. That's it. But um, anything, anything else in in the news, Steve? That uh, that you want to touch on? No. Um, uh, did we mention that GW it, stores are closed until further notice? We did. We did. Yeah. We we touched on okay. that. We also so, touched yeah, on the fact that uh, their online store they've actually shut that down as well. They're not shipping any product right now. No. That they've got the no. vouchers, and you're, of course, for every ten dollars you, you know, or for every hundred dollars you spend, you're getting a ten dollar uh, like like coupon or something like that. Yeah, I mean, just like I said earlier, just utilize this time to get those armies finished and finish up that terrain and stuff that you need to. And, you know, we'll make the best of it. No matter what happens, we're going to make the best of it, no, well, you know, regardless. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we have to. I mean, that's... Uh... That, that's what this is all about, man. I mean, we got we got to persevere through this. So, Hey, gang. I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice, and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming, located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.gamestormgaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events. So get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, 630-243-9330. Again, that's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. But here we go, Steve. Let's uh, let's, let's let's get go. into our main topic here, and it's a big one. See how I did it again? Yeah, that was great. Move on. Um, so, Steve, Warhammer Live preview, uh, which uh, Games Workshop finally uh, made the official announcement that the Sons of Behemoth Battle Tome for Age of Sigmar is going to be coming out, and this is going to be an army of giants that is on the way. There be giants. So this is definitely, um, I thought, and again, I'm not using this as a pun anymore, but this was, to me, was the biggest part of the the part two reveals um, was the, you know, obviously the Sons of Behemoth that was, um, that was discussed. So, well, I mean, you know, one of the things that 
came to mind when they revealed this book was the fact that for a long time, destruction has pretty much been the forgotten faction. Yeah. Like we have three, we literally have three armies in that faction, in that in that alliance. And now we're getting a fourth one. And we're not only getting a fourth one, but we're getting uh, what I believe is going to be a very impactful one. So, yeah, and, and, and no pun intended on that either. No, um, it, it's going to be a game changer because Destruction has not had a new army for almost, what is it, well, since uh, since the, well, I don't really want to say the Orcs because the Orcs already were an army in Iron Jaws. Gloomspite gets, I mean, they're the, they, they were the last new orc, you know, or destruction army. Well, well, I guess, yeah, if, unless you want to, I mean, what they do with the orc war clans, I think, was revitalizing yeah, enough but, to mean, where that could be. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is, we had nothing. No, I mean, no, this is definitely, had, this is definitely yeah. where I would say. Ogres, orcs, and goblins, that's yeah. all we had. Well, this, this, we this faction is, is definitely, and I'm glad to see destruction as a whole is getting. Oh yeah, a lot of love because it really needed it because for for a long time, um, destruction was, was like you said it was kind of the it was kind of the, the forgotten you know, faction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the best way to put it. It definitely was. Um, but you know, with, without without really uh, you know you know getting ahead of ourselves in the topic here, I mean, we do know that it's uh, this new giant battle tome for the Sons of Behemoth. There's going to be three types of of gargants. I guess the best way to put it now. There's going to be the Kraken Eater. Um, I think I saw that movie once, uh, Kraken Eater, uh, Gatebreaker and the War Stomper are the three that, um, that are talked about. And, and, you know, what I want to touch on here is, is first of all, when, when you saw the three, now, of course, we only saw the, the, the silhouetted images of them and maybe sure. some of the, the cartoons images that were presented in the promotional video, but over under your thoughts, before we get into what we expect this army to be. What are your thoughts hearing about this army? Um, I love it. I think it's uh, I think it's the army that every destruction player has been waiting for. I think it's going to be hugely popular among uh, the destruction alliance. You're going to see a lot of these armies at tournaments. This is going to be the army that people are going to play, whether it's good or whether it sucks. It's it's going right. to be that kind of an army because a la the, the the 40k knights. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I love the 40k knights or a la, you know, I mean, and I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but I mean, I love my trolls. You know, they're not they're not a you know a perfect army, but you know, I I play them because I love the models. I think people are going to play these giants, good or bad, because they're going to love these models. And, yeah. and the names are very self-explanatory, like. When I saw the Kraken Eater, the mm-hmm. first thing I thought of was, okay, this guy's got an uh, an anchor hanging from his belt. So he's right. probably going to end up throwing an anchor or something or having some kind of an ability where he can maybe fight monsters. Your War Stomper is probably going to be your standard run-of-the-mill giant. And your Gatebreaker is probably going to be your, your big heavy hitter giant. Like he's going to be the giant that's going to, you know, uh, be able to smash entire units. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, what's funny is, um, and and we're going to get into that because I, I think what the well, well, I'll, I'll just start it right now. I mean, for what we know so far, um, which is not much, which is not much, but I think the hints were given to us in in the first preview. Now, yeah, and and folks, you know, while while we don't know how many of these new kits or what the actual count are 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 
on these on these giants that are on the way from the trailer that was presented we do know that we have at least three new variants of the giant that are on the way now steve this is what i was going to try to point out to you the artwork um that was in the games workshop promotional material and the battle tome tends to be very close to the actual models that are going to be released so i think it's given that that we're going to get the three new types of gargants that are mentioned in the trailer so if you remember the verbiage used in the promotional trailer, um, it, and it stated, and I, I'm going to quote the, the actual trailer here, and, and obviously I'm not going to do the Gargan voices, but when the three were introduced, it said, little boys who shout and cry, little girls who steal, and the last voice said, those who hide from Gargans. So my thoughts are this. There's going to be one of the giants, and I'm talking about the three here, Steve, and you tell me what you think. Of the three giants, one is going to have the ability that's going to go against wizards. And, and by, by the term that they use, little boys who shout and cry. I think the second one uh, is going to be more of a against objective grabbers, you know, i.e. little girls who steal. And another one making, uh, you know, kind of terrain harmful to people when, when they said those who hide from gargants. I mean, what are your thoughts with that? Well, a gatebreaker may actually have the ability to destroy a piece of terrain. Well, that's why I'm saying. I, yeah, I, think, I think I think that is. That's what I meant when whole, I said make terrain hurt. I well, guess. that's a whole new dynamic if you can have a monster that can destroy a piece of terrain. Well, that's what I'm saying, and I think I think the gatebreaker is going to be able to do that. Hence, why I tried to describe it to say make make the terrain hurt. Yeah, right? the kraken eater I could see possibly as being like the. Um, the aquatic giant wizard, you know, that you think, that, you think that the giants was, are going to get a wizard. I think they're going to get something similar to it. Okay. Okay. I, I think they're going to get something along the lines of like a runesmith or they could even get like a, a, like a, like a sea wizard or something. Um, who knows? Like I said, right now it's mostly speculation, but I think that we're not going to get a lot of kits with this army, but I'm, I don't also think so. Not initially them coming but, out with a box of, like an all in one, mm -hmm. like you will be able to make any of these three out of the box that they're going to come out with. Yeah. And that would be novel because here you are now with a, with an army that's going to have a, an extremely low model count and it's going to have an extremely low box count for the shelves. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think, too, that maybe there might be another variant of the giant that, that we haven't been introduced to oh, yet. Oh, I think more is coming, yes. Yeah. I have a feeling, though, we're going to get a couple of kits with, with multiple options in order to, you know, create maybe a range of different choices yep. for your Sons of Behemoth army, I would think, a la what they did with, the, with the knights. we're getting beasts. Well, because here's the thing. We also don't know... I'm just going to, I know that this is a topic that, you know, you're not very fond of, but we also don't know where the Ale Guzzler Gargans fit into this. And and if that kit will be broken or down into multiple do. war scrolls to reflect the different ways you can build it, you know? Yeah, the um, the Ale Guzzlers could very well be the core. They could very well be the, you know, the the big dummies that just go out there and serve as core. Mm -hmm. And these Kraken Eaters, War Stompers, and Gatebreakers could actually be like the the new units like right. the, these could either be the characters or they could be the um, just different kinds. Of, I mean, obviously they're going to be different kinds of giant units, but 
Oh God, that yeah. kid is so dated, though. That I, ale guzzler. I well, I know. Yeah, we, we've always called it the Uncle Lester. You know, I, I, I guess the, I guess the, the the I guess the final question is when the Sons of Behemoth is going to be coming out. You know, I have a feeling that these should have been uh, close to release, but you know, with the current worldwide crisis, this yeah, is kind of thrown the. June. You think? You think June? Oh yeah, there's the well. GW is completely closed down. I know that. Yeah, I'm, but I'm saying so, I'm thinking maybe sometime. You know, who 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 knows? Who knows? Really? I, I think mean, this, I think that the Lumineth are going to be the big summer release. Yeah, and I think that the Sons of Behemoth are going to be um, sometime probably in late May, early June. They'll probably come out before the Lumineth. Because I think they're saving the Lumineth for the big, you know, summer, you know, I do. big summer box set. Yeah. 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 So let's kind of rewind here a little bit and, and let's talk about real quick. What do we want to see in the new battle tome? And let me, let me set okay. it up this way. Let me kind of set your thoughts up because I think, I think this is where you're probably going to speak better about this than I will. So Imperial Knights have been a very popular army in, in the 40 K world as a way of running an army with a small number of massive kits. And I can see the same being true for the Sons of Behemoth here. While uh, we we are spoiled with lots of options for, you know, um, Battleline Behemoths in the current edition of, of, of Age of Sigmar, you know, you know, starting with what the Ogre Maw Tribe really started, um, and, and now the, 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 the Seraphon, it would be amazing to me, in my thought, to have an army built around nothing but, but Behemoths, I think. Um, this could go as far to, to even have their own, I guess, rules for, for army construction, perhaps even oh, you know, changing that. Well, even changing the number of compulsory units to account for the lower model counts, I guess what I'm saying. I guess what, what, the reason why I'm bringing this up, and I'm not doing a good job explaining this because I'm kind of going off the cuff here, but we could even see the old Ale Guzzler kit taking the role of, say, Armagers in 40K to, to use the Imperial Knights analog. Uh, as an option of having more numbers in your force or having specialist roles, even if it means creating multiple profiles for them. Does that make sense, what I just said? Yeah, I mean, if they're going to keep the Ale Guzzler in this army, which I unfortunately think they're going to. Oh, I think so, too. Uh, this, this giant still exists in other armies. The Gloom Spike Gits have the Ale Guzzlers in their army. Um, I don't know about the ogres or the orcs. Do the orcs have giants in their army as one of their options? I don't believe. No, the do. orc war clans no longer can take them. I think Gloom yeah, Spike so and, and, got, and Ogre Maw Tribes are the okay. only two. So you've got ogres, or excuse me, you have Gloom Spites that can take Ale Guzzlers as because they are technically a Gloom Spite uh, unit. Right. Um, and then you've got the Chaos Giants. Right. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Chaos is. Well, You've yeah. got the chaos giants. Right. So, in other words, I could see a world where the ale guzzler is relegated to the gloom spikes, and he's just left there, and that's you know, he's just a giant in that army. So okay. So so let me let's take it. Let's take your thought. This is why I wanted to get your 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 two cents in this because I think that you would handle this conversationally better than myself. So let me ask you this. So first, the new giants. Do you think that they will have an option for multiple keywords or maybe, you know, the gloom spite keywords since they're already, you know, since, since we already have giants uh, no, in the gloom spite book? No, I do not believe they're going to have the gloom spite keyword or, or that they're going to eat. 
they may be allied with the gloom spites. I can definitely see that because of the ale guzzler. Right. Um, but do I see them uh, having any other keyword besides like sons of vehement? No. Okay. No, they're going to be, they're going to be their own thing. They're going to be their own army. Now. Um, the, the ale guzzler is the big question for me because I think he's going to be, I, I think he's going to be their battle line. Sure. But I hope he's not. I hope these new giants are going to be uh, the new core or the new battle line, like however you take them. Mm -hmm. But um, I think what this army needs, though, I think it'll be a very boring army if it's just giants. I think this army needs monsters. That's while I was I was going in a different direction. I'm going to touch on. Okay, because here's what I believe. The Kraken Eater, uh, I could totally see him as being some kind of a wizard giant that controls like beasts of the, like the behemoths of the sea. Like I would love to see a giant Kraken model. Okay. So let's, let's kind of tie this all together. So goblins and trolls with giants is pretty much covered in the gloom spite gets you, Steve yes. currently run a, a, a trog herd for better lack of terminology. Yes. Um, I have heard through the grapevine that GW will release and I'm doing the, the finger quotations here, runts or a type of half giant. And likewise, Sky Titans with a bigger variant, a la the Knight Armagers to the Imperial Knights in 40K. Um, now, now bef- bef- I, I think I know what you're going to say, but let me just say this first. Obviously, we're going to see very giant-centric forces with, with different types fulfilling different roles. I get that. But I would expect to see a melee-focused variant, uh, like you were saying, a ranged-focused variant, and then you're all-arounders. I think the army will expand in a manner of similar to knights, and I keep going back to this, with smaller units echoing armagers, allowing you to get more stuff to to shoot and and be more flexible in your list building. I then think we're going to see some really big and similar to like the Castellans and the Valiants. And those are really big 40K knights, in case you didn't know what those were that those are my thoughts on that i mean what are, i mean what i just said either either you know i th- yeah what are I your think thoughts that's the way it's going to run i think there's going to be a giant that's going to be like for ranged attacks there's going to be a giant that's going to be for like doing um objective grabbing or objective smashing right you know, I, like i said i could definitely see a scenario where this gate crasher or the gate breaker can actually destroy terrain that would be just phenomenal and then um I think you're just going to have your run-of-the-mill giant, which I think is the war stomper. Cool. Um, right. I, I just think that's what it's going to be. I yeah. don't know if they're going to go back to... I, I think they may just leave the Ale Guzzler in the Gloom Spite army and let him die on the vine. I could definitely see them doing that. But for this army to be popular, it has to have something new. If you just have an army of giants, like just giants, it'll be a great gimmick for a couple months and then people are going to get bored with it. So you got to have something else in there to keep people interested. Right. Monsters. I think that beasts, giant beasts to go with this army would draw people, would draw people in and make them stay. Could you imagine if they came up with a model for a giant squid, like a giant kraken, or 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 these giants riding some big monster? Oh, I mean, giant it, cavalry. It would be just unreal how cool that would be. But they'd be beautifully painted. I'll tell you that much. But you know what's funny? Well, because go ahead. No, I was just going to say this. This 
this army has so much potential for creativity. Uh, we don't have an army of behemoths. We don't have, and I know people are going to come up with some, you know, crazy thing. Oh, yeah, I can make it. We don't have an army that is like big, giant monsters. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like giant. Like th- that's why people are so excited about the giants. We finally have an army of monsters. Right. Right. And that's what everyone's been waiting for. You're in a fantasy world and no one plays monsters. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live experience and the show. If you want to support the show, please like and subscribe on YouTube and follow us on our podcast. This way, you'll be alerted when we post new content. If you'd like to support Grimdark Live further, head over to GrimdarkLive.com, get a t-shirt, dice, or there's Patreon, which makes our show possible. Keeps our mics on and the lights buzzing. Big thanks to everyone, past, present, and future, who have supported Grimdark Live. We do this because of all of you, and of course, we will continue doing this for as long as we can. Okay, you guys ready for more Grimdark Live? Let's get back to the show. And I think, you know, I think if it's if, if they do add, whether it be the smaller units or the monsters, I think this would add a lot of variation to the Sons of Behemoth armies, like you were saying, oh, without yeah, having to release definitely. lots of new kits for the range. It also means that these can be future-proofed, I guess, by making it possible for, for new sprues to be created at, at a later date to, to add more options, just like that we've seen, uh, again, with the Imperial Knight range. But here's something that I thought, like you when you brought up monsters... Maybe if they got creative with it, you know, the iron blasters used by the ogres are, are said to have been the, the massive ancient cannons that were once used by the by the Sky Titan creatures. How cool would it be to see a huge gun toting Gargant? This or, I mean, this is just one way that they could add some some awesome models to the force, I would think. So instead of monsters, my, my thought on the flip side to that is the creativity of it. Well, if you remember from The Hobbit in Lord of the Rings, yeah, uh, in the Battle of the Five Armies, they have trolls that come out of the ground, and on their backs, they have catapults. That's right. Yeah. And I thought that was such a funny thing when I saw it in the theaters, and I was like, that would be awesome for the orcs and goblin armies, you know, to have that kind of stuff. I would love to see them have some kind of, like, cannon like like some kind of platform that they like walk around with on their backs that maybe has cannons or something or some kind of creatures that serve as minions. I don't know. Whatever that would be, be that would be but a it would rip. be I mean, it would be hilarious. Now yeah. if you remember in in well I don't know if you've ever played Total War for Warhammer, but the vampire counts of the coast, the the sea vampires, the pirate vampires, they actually have a giant behemoth that is this it's basically a walking battleship and it fires cannons from it and it's like a giant construct uh randy used to know the name of it i can't recall it but um it is this big giant basically this big giant boat and on the boat there are all these cannons that the skeletons are firing i could totally see the giants having some kind of a war machine on a platform that they carry I think it would be a great idea. And there, like I said, this army has so much potential for creativity. Because, oh, without a doubt. Well, because it's a new destruction army. Like we've always had, we've always had orcs and goblins. We've always had, you know, trolls. We've always had ogres. 
but a giant army, like an army totally dedicated to giants. This is a completely new book. I think this is, like I said, I think this is going to inject so much energy into the Destruction Alliance. Yeah. My only, my only problem I think I'm going to have with it is that everyone's going to jump into this army. Well, sure. And then they're going to get burnt because they're playing it too much. And then they're going to dump it. And then the army's going to fade into obscurity. That is my fear. I am hoping that that this army is measured enough so that if people do jump into it, they'll stick with it. Well, I, I think I think it's going to happen, right? I mean, the new hotness it sells. People sometimes in this hobby they buy just to buy, and and you know it, we we saw it happen. Well, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep not, oh, you know beating this dead horse. I saw it happen yeah. with the 40k knights when knights came out, when chaos knights came out in in 40k. Uh, they bought the hell out of them. And then, you know what? I, I was able to pick up a lot of cheap ones off eBay, you know, a yeah. few months later. So yeah. um, I think if everyone holds their breath, you're going to get a great, great cheap army on eBay. But let, let's keep going here because I want to go to actually our speculation on what we think the army is going to be on the tabletop game wise. Can, can we go there right now? Sure, let's go. So this is going to be a low model count army. And, and one thing yes. that low model count armies have often struggled on is withholding objectives. But I think the Ogre Maw Tribes book has theoretically solved that. Um, I mean, obviously the, the Seraphon have kind of picked up on that. And I think each Gargant could count as multiple models for the purposes of objectives. And this could increase depending on how big the Gargant is, you know, of course, speculating if there's different sizes, you know, say the current plastic ones could count as say 10 and, you know, our wish of say a, a big one, you know, could count maybe as much as 20 perhaps. You yeah, know, I, I think, think this would allow you to be able to hold objectives even when you are swamped with an, you know, opposing horde or something. Yeah, this is where I think AOS is going in the next edition. And I think we're seeing the setup for it right now as we kind of move into like the middle phase of AOS 2. I think in the next two years when we get AOS 3, you're going to see just that. They're going to bring back something from the old days of fantasy called unit strength. And I would like, love that. It is absurd to say that like a unit of nine ogres or a unit of nine trolls is only worth nine models. That is absolutely obnoxiously absurd. Uh, yeah. It, there's a reason they're using this rule because it makes sense. Even and if they yeah, went by the, wounds. I think that's exactly what the giants are going to get. They're going to get like a big giant is going to get like these war stompers, whatever. They're probably going to have a unit strength or a value of like 20 guys. Yeah. 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 And, and folks, for, for some of you guys who are just joining us, you know, we know that right now uh, we're talking about the release and we're, we're kind of, you know, speculating and pontificating on what the release for these giants is going to be. We know that uh, from the release that was that was listed this past Saturday, that there's going to be essentially three new gargants coming out. There's going to be the Kraken Eater, the Gatebreaker and the War Stomper. And um, so what we're just kind of going through now is we're kind of talking about the different options, you know, how to build your giants, what they possibly are going to be on the on the tabletop. But, I, you know, as a side note, Steve, what I'm going to go to is one of the defining things about the original giant in Warhammer Fantasy was the fallen giant template. You, you, when you when you were talking about back in the old day with unit strength, that popped into my brain. And this was for, for, for you folks who don't know what, you know, a couple of old coots like like Steve and I are talking about. This template was used to show what the giant hit when he fell over. And, and it was it was a lot of fun to use. I think it was more fun than the current rule. Um 
and, and, and you can imagine if we get, say, like a 3D plastic template or something like that. I, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I, I know no, it's a stretch. No, but, I definitely think they're sticking away. They're staying away from the templates. They don't yeah, want to go back yeah. to that. No, I, that I think, I think that's, I think that's a, I think. Um, that, but like I said, it's just reminding me that when you brought, when you talked about the olden day, you know, rules, unit strength, well, and all that. One of the things that I think has killed giants in the past as a viable unit is number one, they're the most unreliable unit in the game. Uh, think about the last time, and and I mean, honestly, think about the last time you saw a giant on the table. Well, years. In a well, I, no, I'll say this from my own self as a piece of chaos player. I only have a giant when I summon them on the table. I yeah. never actually put the points in because for them, the 170 I'm points, not, because no. I'm not going to spend 160 points on a model that's going to trip and fall on a doubles roll. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. I have, to, I have too many other reliable models that I can use instead of, that's why I will never use one in my Gloom Spike Gits army, because... I'm not going to take a chance on a giant charging on a crucial charge where I really need to get in and, and stop somebody. And then the big dummy trips and falls because I roll the doubles. And I'm praying to God that that moronic rule is gone, which is why I'm kind of hoping that these giants are going to be their own army and that the gay, the ale guzzler is going to be relegated to the gloom spite army and they just let it die in the vine i'm hoping that happens i i have a feeling that i think the l guzzlers are going to be part of this third part of this giant in some form of battle yeah line. i do too i really do well because here's the thing they were in the original lore back with aos one you know in in the in the infancy of aos with as i said with in the in the in the god beast book they were also noted that they, they had a page or two noted in the original destruction faction book when when before aos even had points they were talking about the sons of behemoth yeah. So I, I think they're going to be there, but let's let's keep going here with another speculation. I'm going to throw out at you. I want to get your two cents in a tin can on, you know, some of the lore that we've already looked at. Hints, you know, and again, I'm going back. I'm what I'm doing here, Steve, is I'm going to tie together what we know about the Sons of Behemoth, what we know about the old lore of the Sky Titans. You know, back when the ogres were fighting them in the mountains and mourn. So I'm tying a lot of stuff together here. So bear with me on this question for you, but. Some of the lore that we've already looked at hints at the the ancestors of the Gargans as being used in the in the construction of say mighty temples, and and even they talked about this King Brod himself. And I go, guys, I'm going back to the the uh, uh, God Beast. They they talked about King Brod himself carries part of a ruined shrine uh, to Beamot. Um Could we see some kind of scenery piece along the lines as, as some massive ruin that dwarves you know? you know, built at one time or something. I mean, what, what do you think about a terrain piece? Then we'll get one. Uh, I think it's 50, 50. Um, I've seen nothing so far that would indicate that they would get a terrain piece. Uh, I hope they do. I really hope they do. But usually the, now in favor of the fact that they might get a terrain piece is that usually when a new army comes out, like a brand new army, they get some kind of uh, terrain piece to go along with them. So, yeah, I think there's a possibility they could get uh, a terrain piece. I think they're going to get the standard new army release. I think they're going to get dice. They're going to get the war scroll cards. They're going to get the book. 
and they're going to get like the terrain piece. Yeah, I, I, I could see that happening. I can't imagine with the size of the ogre dice, how big they were, how big these dice are going to be. It's going to be like throwing a beach ball on the table. Well, you know what's funny is, is that uh, those ogre dice sold out like literally the first weekend, and I never once saw them used on a table. Because it, it, you would have to whip them. Look, I, I'm just oh yeah from, like from years of playing around. dice, yeah. not only in this hobby but a lot of gambling. You can't just you throw those dice; they're going to clunk down. Whatever whatever the upside is is going to be the downside, and that's it. There's going to be no action on the dice whatsoever, or something. It's, it's like throwing a brick. Uh, that's probably yeah. I don't think people use. Them. They're you a novelty. Have to use them in some kind of a dice tray. Um, the, the ogre ones, at least. So I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what the you know what they're going to come up with with the giants. It would be nice if they did get some dice. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but so, um, I guess the big question here, Steve, is when. Let, let's let's hear your thoughts again. When is the battle tome going to be released? June. You think June? Okay. Early June. I mean, we have the Seraphon now, so the you know the, the iron's pretty hot. I, I would expect the Lumineth Realm Lords are going to be coming later. I I thought maybe later in early May. I thought they would try to get that out right but away see, since they were promoting that first. I think I think the Giants were originally supposed to come out at the end of April, and the Lumineth were probably probably supposed to come out sometime in May. But okay. I think because of this, you know, this COVID nineteen virus, I think everything's being pushed back about a month and a half. So right. now I'm thinking June. I'm thinking June, early June for the Giants, and then I think the mid, the big midsummer release is going to be the Lumineth. Okay. All right. All right. July, sometime in July. All right. Well, you know, what? I'll I'll hang my hat on that. I would I would hope sooner, but uh, but yeah, I'll hang my hat on that. I would think that they'd want to. Well, there's no one to buy it. Well, that, that's, that's true too. Yeah. That, that the economy, I mean, right now, so many of our gamers uh, work in the service industry and the service industry has been completely devastated. So uh, there's a lot of people that are going to need to pay their bills before they go and buy a, a thousand dollar army. And yeah, I think GW is smart enough to know that they're not going to release these armies until they know there's a market for them. And you know, I think they're very foolish to believe that, you know, oh, you know, people are going to take their $1,200 and go spend, you know, the, the money we're getting from the government. Oh, we're going to take that and we're going to go spend that on a, a GW army. Yeah. When you have groceries on, you know, that need to right. be put on the table, you know, no. Yeah. I, I don't think I, that's going to happen. I completely get that. But I mean, good, good topic, man. And, you know, before we get to the question of the day here on Grimdark Live, I, I want to implore everyone to, to really read up and look at the history of Behemoth. You know, you know, I think, you know, listening to the expectations here that we just talked about, I, you know, as far as you know, warming up of what we think is going to be on the table and what these armies are going to look like. And I, I think the biggest thing, if you haven't already done it, I would strongly suggest everybody to really read up on the history of, of Behemoth. I mean, Steve, you know the story. Yes. But... Um, Folks, the name Behemoth is is not new to Age of Sigmar. In fact, this legendary god beast has been with us since the early days of the game. You know, back in the Grand Alliance Destruction book, as I said, uh, the pages covering the Elguzzler Gargans goes into some detail on Behemoth and, and his sons. Um, so I would I would strongly suggest you reading that. I won't get into it right now, but I mean, it, you know, if, if uh, we've talked about it on previous shows, but. I would strongly suggest if you haven't already had the opportunity yeah, to up. read up, you know, you definitely, definitely, definitely want to do that. But Steve, it's online. What, uh, what else you want to, you, you want to, uh, anything else on the Giants before we roll yeah, on here? I just think that it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a very welcome addition to the Destruction Armies. 
I think it's going to be a hugely popular, no pun intended, it's going to be a hugely popular army for destruction. And I think that you will probably see uh, this army winning the destruction faction um, of most tournaments for the next year. Okay. If if it's if it's what I think it's going to be, and and I don't uh, I don't right I don't doubt that. I yeah. think that's I think that's I think that's a good way to kind of to put a bow on this conversation because I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. Yep. Hey gang, I really hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live show so far. Thanks for being with us. But before we get to the question of the day, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker by becoming a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, you should know that Grimdark Live isn't just there for entertainment. We're a full-time miniatures assembly and painting service. We have three different levels that we currently paint to, and we provide free quotes. So let us know if you have something you need painted, and we'll get it done for you. And if Patreon or painting isn't something you're ready to do at this time, we totally understand. And thank you for spending time with us here on Grimdark Live. So with that said, let's get to the question of the day. So let's uh, let's keep rolling on here. We've got uh, we got we're at that point. We got the question of the day here on Grimdark Live, and we're doing this a little bit early because this is a pretty beefy topic. We are going to get into um, uh, a lot here. And Steve, I'm going to throw a lot at you. So you ready? I'm ready. So here it is, and and I'm we're gonna we're gonna choreograph this. There, there's four parts to this, Steve, and it has to do with order, destruction, four death, and chaos. Yeah, four parts: order, <laughs> destruction, death, and chaos. So all the major factions. Okay. So we're going to start with order. Well, here's the question first. Okay. What is the top army for each faction and why? And, and I'm going to throw the first one at you. Order. Ideneth Deepkin. Ideneth Deepkin. All right. Hilo. Why, why do you think so? Uh, because I play it. And, I, and by that, I mean I play against it. Um, I have not found any army in order that can do what Volturnos's eel army can do on the charge. Now, I'm not saying they're invincible, and I'm not saying that there aren't other good armies out there. But right, right now, just right off the cuff, I'm saying Ideneth Deepkin, uh, the, Alter- the Volturnos build with the eels. Okay. And I think this is the point where I think you and I, when we talk about these, are going to agree. Because I'd have to definitely go with with the with as far as the order faction, the best army. I'd have to say Ideneth Deepkin, and the reason why I say that is is because of the eels. Um, I think if you have a list that's built around you know certain enclaves that they have, you know I would say that I think it's the Dom Hain enclave, uh, which is basically you know um, you know your your Volturnos power lists with all the Morsar guard and all that kind of stuff. I definitely yeah. would say that. And, you know, when I think of it, and I don't I don't know what your what your two senses on this, but when I think of an army, when I say what I think is the top army, I'm looking at a lot of different aspects, not just how well is it going to beat the crap out of you on the table, but how many people play it? What's it standing in the major tournaments in the meta? Um, what are, you know, what are, what, what's the army's 
popularity from a from a generalist standpoint. I'm looking at all those things to to kind of come up with my my observation. Kind of like you know three or four shows ago when we talked about you know the the, the different standings. You know, Daughters of Cain versus remember that one when we talked about that. So, oh yeah, definitely. So okay, I think we both agree. I didn't have Deepkin. I would say is the is the top for for order because I, I will say this though. I think people. I think as far as named characters too. Just to kind of keep touching on this point. I think named characters, I don't know that there's too many better than Volturnos, the, the High King of the Deep. I really think, and, no. and plus for 280 points, I think he's 280 points. Well, it's what he does, yeah. For what he does, incredible. yeah. So, um, but I think if you were to, you know, wrap yourself up with a lot of Morsar Guard, maybe throw an aspect of the storm in there, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have a lot of wins on your side for, for that oh, order yeah. army. So yeah, I think yeah. Deepkin, we agree on that one. All right, here's the next one. So again, what, what I'm asking here, folks, is what is the top army for each faction and why? Next one here. Let's go to destruction. Orc war clans. Wow. You, okay, so I guess you and I are going to agree on two now so far. Okay, so let's hear that. Uh, orc war clans has the best potential to claim objectives and to hit the army as hard as they possibly can. If the, a lot of guys are going with the double cabbage, um, and they're using, um, uh, is it Gordrak Iron Fist? Is that the guy? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're using Gordrak, and then they're using another uh, warlord on a on a cabbage. And uh, I just think that heavy hitting combo is just devastating i mean when they come in they're doing all those mortal wounds from the crushing bulk they're you know they they hit you like a like a freight train and then they have the numbers to hold on to the objectives while you're spending time trying to kill the cabbages they're holding on to objectives and they're and they're and they're winning the game yeah they're globbing on to the points yeah i i yeah i would have i would 100 say orc war clans yeah that's interesting because I was going to be a little more specific with my orc war clans, and I was thinking the big wah yeah, specifically. That, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, big yeah, because I mean, I was, I was, um, you know, obviously going to take. Uh, I think, I think it's the, the one that I've seen that's done really well is the the, the giga boss, 150 point. I think it's a battalion, and we take the the orc mega boss. Um, yeah, it's the one that every brutish cunning. Yeah, and I mean, I, I that, that's where you got the the iron fist. That's also 160 points tied in there, and. Uh, the Giga Lads and all that kind of stuff. Yep. I, I think that as far as destruction is concerned, you know, it's funny, honestly, Steve, I thought you were going to, honestly, I thought you were going to say, just probably you thought I was going to say my, my Nobblers. Uh, I thought you were going to say your Trogoths. But... No, not, my Trolls are a solid 2-3-3-2 two, three, three, two army. They're nowhere near the quality of, uh, of, object, of objective. They don't check all the boxes, as sure. Doom and Darkness always puts it. Yeah. Um, Trolls only check like one or two boxes. The orc war clans, they check all the boxes. Yeah, I think that, you know, especially if you were to take, say, the the, the big wah, if you were to take them maybe in the realm of Heish, you yep. know, and, and you've got an orc war chanter and you throw the Aether Quartz brooch on him. I love that thing, by the way. Um, you know, with his, that war beat, I think it's get him, get him good beat or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot that you can do with that. And plus the mobility of this army is, is kind of staggering too. So not only are they going to, are they going to keep you from the objectives, they're going to probably get there first. And, and if you're running a, what I see a lot of these big wah players are running are these double battalions, you're yeah. one or two drops at most. Yeah. You know? It's the ones you see winning all the tournaments. 
Right. Okay. All right. So, so it looks like we're, we're, we're so far in lock, stock and smoking barrel on this. So let's go to the next faction here again. You know, what we think is the top army for each faction and why. So here's the next one. Death. Osiric bone reapers. Okay. This is getting a little weird folks. We did not pre-plan this promise. So let's hear your thoughts. When on... you have an army that can have a three up by three up by six up, um, on my best day, and I've dice hammered this, so I know, on my best day with a 12-man troll unit, assuming that I hit first, I'm only killing, now I'm killing 20 of them. So I'm killing half the unit. The problem is, is that they're going to be back the next turn, and they're, um, and they're never going to, and they're never going to suffer from battle shock. So right now, I mean, I don't even think it can be even argued that OCR are the top death army right now. I mean, I can't even see another death faction even coming close to them. Yeah, I kind of struggled with this one when I was thinking about it myself because I was trying to say, do we want to look at the entire, yeah, do do we want to look at the entire death thing? And I thought, well, let's stick with right now. And yeah, I would say that definitely the OCR Bone Reapers, the Petrofex is is really where it's at. I mean, especially if you take Catacros. Um, you take that liege Kavalos guy or whatever, you yes. give him the artifact. I think it's the God bone armor or whatever it is. Or take Nagash. It's, it's, or know, take, you know, or that freaking Nagash. You know, and, that, and then you get these those... people that are running these, these double Mortar crawlers. Yep. You know, and, and, it, and, it, and you know, it's funny at, at 200 points a piece for what these things do. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, you plant your, your, you know, your, your Kavalos death riders or your Mortar guard on, on yep. an objective and you let the crawlers run around and, and kill everything. Yeah. Like I said, they're right now, uh, I would be so bored playing an OCR bone reaper army. I couldn't even begin to tell you <laughs> no, because they're, because they're so ridiculously good that they're not even, a, for me, they would not even be a challenge to play. I, I wouldn't even want to play them and I know how good they can be. Believe me. Well, yeah, and and so, I, I, so you're saying because of because of that, the three plus save, the six plus ward save, yeah, and all that, it's, they're, they're just boring. Yeah, yeah, I could boring. see that. I could see that. I could see that. All right, so we're down to the the, the, the fourth faction here when we're talking about what the top army for each faction is and why. So here it is, last one, chaos. Huh, my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shooty zinch. Okay, we are different here. Uh, I, I was close with Zeech, but okay. So, so let's hear let's hear it for Zeech. Why? What, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, first of all, and what's we the have list? Guys in our own group that don't even play the 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 nastiest version of the shooty Zeech. They play what I would refer to as a friendly version of shooty Zeech. And they can put out a level of damage that just no other Chaos Army that I've ever seen can do. Um, I think Shooty Zinch maxed out on the Flamers, maxed out with the Exalted Flamers. In other words, you're going full Shooty Zinch. Uh, they'll have you off the table by turn two. And they're, yeah. proving, it, and they're proving it by winning the turn every single tournament. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, I looked at I looked at Zeech and it was a, it was a tough call because, uh, I, I, I saw what they, I saw what they, they, they are. And, and of course I've seen them, 
I've seen them when they've lost, they've, they've lost big. Now, of course, they, when they they win big, big. when they win big, they win big, but when they lose, it's, it's, it's catastrophic. Yes. So I thought to myself, well, that could very well be the, 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 you know, if they're kind of a glass chin kind of an army where they can knock you out, but they can get knocked out. Um, I got to tell you with the recent additions, I'm going to be cheap here when I say this, but Nurgle. Now, when you look at the recent editions of what they did with the Wrath of the Everchosen specifically, um, or the, uh, the, the actual Slaves of Darkness book where, you know, you could take these different Nurgle uh, factions, like say the Drowned Men or the Blessed Sons that are inside the Wrath of the Everchosen, or, you know, you could take the um, uh, inside the Slaves to Darkness book uh, where you, you could, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank here, you're taking the... Uh, um, the, the battalion, the plague touch war band, that's what it's called, uh, in, in coupled with their, their very good, um, their, their table spells, the eightfold doom sigil and, and the chromatic cogs. Um, so when you say Nurgle, are you talking maggotkin or are you I'm, I'm not really talking maggotkin because I think there's some, okay. I think there's some movement shenanigans there with the maggotkins. You'd have to add in things like the bridge. Or you'd have to add in some other things that, that could give them, um, you know, there's ways that you can build Maggotkin, but I, I don't see it being an, enough of an effect on the entire meta in the game. Um, I, I, I see people being able to build a Maggotkin army that, that, here's what I'll say. If you could take a Maggotkin army and solve the fact that they can't move any more than four inches, I think you would have a real spicy meatball on your hands. I mean, I, I think that would be something, you know, if you were to take Blight Cyst with 30 Blight Kings, take a great, great unclean one with the bell, um, that would be probably a list, you know, that um, that could probably do some good as far as Maggotkin on their own. But I think I think when, when you look at what people are doing with just the Nurgle builds, with taking these massive blocks of Chaos Marauders, you know, they're taking you know, 40 man units of, of marauders and they're throwing them in there with, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the glotkin that's taking the, the lore of, uh, or the, the blades of putrefaction and the, the chaos Lord where, you know, you make him the general and he's got the reaper blade and the demon bound steel where he can pick another unit to attack again. And I just think that, that when, when you look at that and what the certain battalions can do where, you know, uh, sixes do mortal wounds back onto the, you know, unit that, that attack them. And there's so much, there's so many shenanigans there that, that I would think the one army that probably could beat Zeech is how I came to this conclusion would be Nurgle with, with, you know, obviously being able to hold on to those objectives because Nurgle can take a punch. You know, they're going to, they're going to, once you, once you get them on those objectives, they're going to stay there. So well, that was my nice choice about this conversation is that in about another month, God willing, uh, <laughs> yeah. we're going to see uh, our answer to this question because every single one of the armies that we've mentioned here tonight are going to be in that tournament. And yeah. they're going to be the most brutal, uh, savage versions of those lists. Yeah. So uh, that answer, the, the answer to this question is going to be answered uh for sure for certain at uh, at the tournament right right and, and you know something especially in our in our actual gaming group i think we touch on every single one of the armies 
Um, uh, yeah, we've you know, got guys that play the, like I said, we've got guys that play the Volturnos list. We have a couple people. We have uh, Jessica played it before uh, Rob did. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, uh, we've well, got the Osiarchs. We've got. Speaking um, of, speaking of uh, another guy, Jarek, a guy in our, in our group, you know, he's a big Nurgle player. You know, he's, he's playing Nurgle right well, now. Well, he plays just Slaves of Darkness. Yeah. I mean, well, he, he just recently got into, I know that he built a Maggotkin army that I think, I think uh, is, is, is solving the movement i think he might come out of the magkin army that might knock our socks off we'll have to see well that's the thing and what's nice about the the armies that we talked about tonight uh, whether they were my choices or your choices is that these are all armies that are capable of winning tournaments right every single one of them that we listed tonight yeah yeah so yeah it's going to be a free-for-all at armed forces day i mean it, it it is literally any person's tournament I, I think, I think, and that's what I like about, actually, you know, what's funny. That's kind of what I like about the way that Age of Sigmar and, and the current meta is being shaped up now. You know, you do have what we've always talked about. You've got that variety of armies. You know, I know that we've complained about it in the past because boy, I'll tell you in the last handful of Adepticons, I think, I think in the last 10 games at Adepticon, I played seven of which were against death armies. So it's nice to see that we've kind of broken out of that mold a little bit and you're seeing more armies out there, oh, a variety of them. Funny? that last year's Adepticon was won by the oldest book in the game. Isn't that great? Seraphon. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Because every single one of those meta chasers were standing there at the end of that tournament going, what happened? <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. Seraphon is what happened. Well, it's what we talk about all the time. It's 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 not the army you play, but it's, it's how That's you play right. that army. You know, how That's well do you know that army? Right. So... Well, good stuff, man. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I think uh, be, I, I didn't think that we'd be lock, stock and smoking barrel on, on more than one. But we, we were right down the line. Well, I well, mean, think he... about it logically, though. Every single I mean, we play these against these armies in our very in our very own group. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we're playing against guys who are playing the top tier armies. So true. Yeah. I mean, we have that level of practice. We have that level of, of expertise because we play against them. Yeah, we get our roof knocked in quite often, Steve. Well, I don't care. Like I said, <laughs> win or lose, the trolls, hey, you know what? If I wanted to play a killer list, I wouldn't be playing trolls. So. Well, you know what, though? But I got to tell you. I, I play I, the I, army I love. Well, you're, you're just a big dummy. That's right. Big I, dummy. I, you big dummy. Wait a minute. What the hell is that? What's going on? Now, it's time for that part of the show where we present the rules from hell. <laughs> yes, that's right, Grimdark Goons. It's time for the rules from hell, where we present the game rules from the past or present of the Warhammer worlds that just sucked. Here it is, gang. A Warhammer rule from hell. Let's face it. Sometimes we, the players, are the hell to the rules. So listen up here, you short-pants little demons. We're pointing our fingers right back at you for getting the rules wrong and making these rules hell on the tabletop. Models with a random number of attacks generate their number of attacks before deciding targets. For example, a Chaos Spawn, which gets 2d6 attacks, finds out how many attacks they get and then they assign their targets. This is a common error, error often overlooked by TOs that are running events. So this could definitely be a rule from hell. 
And now you know a rule from hell. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. But yeah, <laughs> so here it is. Uh, closing thoughts. I'm, I'm taking this one, Steve. Go for it. But uh, yeah, good good show. But we're we're now at the end of the show. So here's the uh, here's the closing thoughts. And you know, folks, I'm just going to kind of roll from the hip here. But um, you know. I'm sure these times have been tough for many of you, um, being quarantined, the social distancing, the not being able to get out and roll them dice. Uh, it is tough, you know, but you have to stay motivated. You know, this won't last forever. You know, this crappy time will end. And, and when it does, here's my question for you. Then what? You know, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing or showering, but that's why we recommend that daily. You know, did you use this downtime to motivate yourself to start a new army? Uh, paint that army? Did you build or paint terrain? Uh, did you plan a tournament? Did you organize your bits? In, in other words, did you work to improve your situation in this hobby? And I'm not talking about just being a better gamer. You know, what I have to say is not about being better. It, it's about being different. And, and, and when this time is over and the world is right again, will, will, will you give people a reason to choose to, to game with you? to look forward to gaming with or against you. Um, how, how will that happen? Or will you just toss some gray unpracticed models on the table? You know, did you take this time to make yourself a better version of yourself and not just in this game, the, the hell with this game, as a matter of fact, if, if, if that's what you're in it for, you know, when this is all over, pretend that every single person you meet has a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. Not only will you have real success in the hobby, in this game, but you'll have success in life if you treat everything that way. So I guess my closing thought is maybe in this downtime, you know, rather than focusing on the fact that, you know, you're, you're stuck at home and you're not out seeing your buddies and you're not out, what can you do to almost come out of this cocoon to be a better version of yourself when that happens? You know, that's, you know, what, what can you do to not only make people happy to see you day one after this is over, but how are they going to, are they still going to be happy to see you day 100, day 200? That's my challenge to you and my closing thought. I love it. Done. So that's it. That's, uh, that's one heck of a way to, uh, to close the show, man. Anything else before, before we, we're, we're over? No, just uh, be safe and be careful out there, guys. We love you, and we want to make sure everybody is going to stay happy and healthy. All right, and, and Steve and I love you in two different ways. I just want you to know that. Stop. What are you talking about? I can't just end the show. All right, here it is. Another another great way to end the show. There it is. Show's over. From Dark Live, I'd like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Age of Sigmar Worlds. We'll be back live next Thursday, so until then, remember, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a freaking short pants. If you missed the live show, you can catch us again right here on the next Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live throughout the week with Monster Mondays, Table War Tuesdays, Warhammer Wednesdays, Grim Dark Grudge Matches, and a ton more. So stay tuned and stay grim. All you dice, chuck, and goose, sniffing gamer games, you're all awesome. 
looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Remember, embrace the main message here from Dark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other and this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimDarkLive.com. Don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. So long, GrimDark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. <laughs> <laughs>